Cheers. It's Monday evening and we're very behind on our podcast. We are a bit. You know why though? Because so, yesterday was such a nice day. We spent the whole day outside. Summer has arrived. It's gone from freezing to warm. Literally. Like zero to hero. I know. Incredible. Anyway, welcome to the Mallorca Mallorca podcast. I'm Ollie. Hello, I'm Vicky. I say Mallorca and you say Mallorca. I say Mallorca. And you say Mallorca. You cut me off in my prime. What were you going to say? I don't know, but you didn't give me the chance to finish the sentence. I sound like I was like hanging in the air. I'm now giving you the chance to finish the sentence. Hello, I'm Vicky. That's better. That's better. Although I don't feel very perky. I think I'm getting a bit of a You're cold. You're coming down with something. Yeah. The, the weather, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Storm Ju- well, last week, Storm Juliet brought freezing cold weather, brought a load of trees down, put um, the biggest snowfall for a while on the island. And um, But now it's... Uh, I went out without a coach. I've got aircon on. Everyone's driving around with the windows open. I was there are people considering the... sandals. I know it's weird in, in the space of just over seven days. And as you're driving along the motorway with the, your arm out the window and the aircon going, there's a sign saying "Snow in the mountains. All the roads are closed." <laughs> Nuts. I know the um, the uh, the Balearic government is uh, asking Madrid to declare it as a disaster area. That's a bit extreme. It is. Yeah, it's um, well. It's a big storm for Mallorca, but it's not exactly a, a gigantic disaster, is it? There's a lot of fallen down trees um, that have come down all over the Tramontana mm. and blocked the small roads. There's still quite a lot of the big roads are blocked, not with snow, but with fallen oh, really? trees and things. And um, yeah, and they're trying to keep people out of the way while they clear it. And the, the, the urgency is that they want to get it cleared before it gets too hot because it's a fire risk if you've yeah. got lots of dead wood lying around. Mm. And um, all that probably wouldn't have dried out very much. So thereafter, um, the Balearic government is um, is asking the Madrid to declare it a disaster zone, presumably so they get some extra funding. But that's that's fair enough. If there's, if there's money to be had, you'd go for it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, mm. do you think that's why the car rally got? Um, sort of rerouted last weekend. I think so. Yeah, it was the Mallorca Classic Car Rally, which is great. Actually, it's been mm. running for fifteen odd years, I think. And um, it's uh, yeah, they, they normally charge around the Tramontana, amongst other things. And they cancelled at the very last moment. It started on Friday evening as the sun was setting in um, in uh, no Thursday, Thursday, in swanky Porta Portals. Mm-hmm. Which is we not... were Gigi when? What did you think? That was good, actually. Yes, it's um, it's no no strangers to a flash car down in Portals. They do like a motor. It's a bit blingy down there. If you've, um, if you've if you've done well in life, you go to Port Hills and tell everyone about it. I was in Calano- <laughs> I was in Calanova today for a meeting. Yeah, and um, it was in Port Calanova car park. And part next to my crappy, and I do mean crappy, Fiat Panda, was the same colour, but a Ferrari. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, really? It was like, which one's mine? <laughs> and actually, if you don't know, they, they are Fiat-owned Ferrari. No way. They do, yeah. Maybe it was the same paint. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Top Gear came to Mallorca? Do I? For the classic. Yeah. There was it the Isla Classica then. It was this we got involved with that actually. The, the date was That was now, hilarious. If you know Top Top Gear and we're talking about the, the, the Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond and James May version of it before um they swanned off to Amazon after Jeremy Clarkson punched for not getting his dinner on time. Yeah. Um they were here in two thousand and nine. It was Do you think, oh that's such a long time it ago. Is, yeah. They were it was if you're familiar with the programme they started doing, and they continue to do now, 
these overseas specials where they go to another part of the world and drive around and largely do the same thing. But this was this is the very first time they did it. Actually, it was the first of their specials. Really? And it it's it set the format that they do more or less all of them, which is buy three completely inappropriate cars and then go and drive them in a foreign I didn't location. Know that was the first one though. It was more or less. Yeah. But it's famous. This one. This is famous because of a certain incident that happened at the Ren Arena. Well, yeah, they. they... <laughs> which is an which is like a racetrack in Ute Mayor. Yeah, they. Um, we we got to we sort of worked with them for the weekend. Didn't we, we didn't sort of taking work with pictures. Them. We were so. we were involved with um, a guy who was uh, well, the, a bit as and when you you get to know Mallorca or if you live on Mallorca, you will know that there are a few dodgy characters that kind of come Best along. Not to, name anyone. Come, no, I'm not going to name anyone. They mm. come along and reinvent themselves and do kind of like just do new dodgy stuff. And this particular character um, had managed to figure out a way of selling. At great price, a VIP ticket. Well, I think he's got the BBC. He'd sort of knew some people there and talked them into coming here to do it, and then decided that he was going to sell tickets. Yeah, to, but so. I mean, like, he had no right to sell tickets. No, but he was well, no, he did. Tickets. He did have. He, I did think he? he? Yeah, but he, he effectively used the presence of the BBC to make the tickets worth a lot more money. Yeah. and um, so he was. He, so I think were, he. So me and you and Mel were roped in to uh, was this... was sort of um, coining it in, wasn't he? Yeah, he was... I don't know if he made any money, though, because he know. was Mr. Dodgy, and he must have owned, 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 owed loads of money wherever he was. But it was the last day, and we were at the Ren Arena. Well, what they've done, the, let me the just the give final... you... They, they, they got um, co-drivers and inappropriate cars, and they did all the mountain stages oh, yes, and stuff yes. first. And the last day... So James May had um, James, James May had a, a, a recalcitrant the... Mallorquin, did he not? No, they had to buy... Um, they had to buy at car auctions in the UK. And I watched this a couple of months ago. It was quite oh, no funny. No way! God, you're such the, a nerd. Um, James May <laughs> uh, ran out of cars at the auction and ended up with some version of a 2CV. Um, and his co driver was a glamour model. James May had the model? Yeah. Um, who, had the, who had the bloke who only spoke Catalan? Uh, that was uh, Jeremy Clarkson had an MG midget, which his head stuck out of, and a, a co driver that only spoke Spanish. Yeah. And. Um, uh, Richard Hammond had bought an old taxi which didn't work very well and had a person a, a, a person of reduced stature as his um, a little person a little person as really? his co-driver Why? yeah I don't know they thought it was it was quite amusing and they um, anyway the, the last day was them uh, at the circuit in Yukmayor which is a proper race circuit a short one but yeah. a, a Porsche do circuit. a lot of um, a it, private stuff there. well lots Mallorca is used for lots and lots of car launches and people before before um, a new model gets launched, they quite often come here, test it around the circuits, test it in the mountain roads, uh, do a bit of pre-publicity, bring their clients and stuff like that. So you, you get um, car paparazzi shoots going on here. BMW did a car they launch do. in Sonoma last year. Uh, and they might bring their um, their dealership people or their senior people here and like, come to Mallorca and stay in a hotel and, and mm. test out the new cars and stuff. So yeah, it's just that, that circuit does get used for that a lot more than it gets used for racing. Anyway, but, tell um, them a story about the about, about Jeremy Clark. Yeah, well I was, I, actually I was... We were all there. I was waiting to take the picture of the three Top Gear lads and um, Jeremy Clarkson wasn't there. It's he was a, in a proper mood. A, well, it, it, when he showed up and I was about to take a picture, he refused to. Anyways, quite a lot of people had bought tickets off our um, our friend. Not our dodgy, our dodgy mate. And gone there. And um, there'd been quite a lot of drinking going on, I think. And uh, Jeremy Clarkson was not was being a bit bumptious and didn't want to sign any autographs. And he went down. There was a kind of 
portaloo things. He went inside one of them. So one of one of our friends actually. Hello, Nick. Thought, <laughs> thought it would be hilarious to put a stack of um, uh, tires from the tire wall outside right. the door. So block the door and completely. then film it. So as he, so Jeremy Clarkson was fighting his way out of a portaloo. <laughs> Uh, Nick uh, sold the footage to the Sun. Yes, went viral. Um, Jeremy Clark stomped <laughs> this is off. Going viral, I know. Was the thing. Jeremy Clark stomped off, refused to let me take his picture, which I was. I'd been standing there for twenty minutes waiting to do, and then uh, he wrote um, uh, a scathing attack on X-Packs in his column in the Times. That he we did. Later. He did. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite fun, though. Yeah. yeah, it's worth looking up. The, uh, the I mean, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube mm. or something these days. But um, yeah, so that was the New York Classic Car Rally, and um, they had uh, probably the best one. That was it. Was a good one actually. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit to be honest, a bit truncated this year because they normally they don't do the race circuit. This, Jeremy Clarkson doesn't normally attend. No, they don't. And um, but there are some great cars. People come from all over the place. There's quite a lot of um, uh, quite well heeled people who've got some pretty cool rally cars in the in the garages of their and some houses. Some really good drivers. Yeah, and some people come. Uh, there was a couple of uh, teams from the UK came over to take part, and there's some great old Group B rally cars. that make lots of broom noises, and. Um, yeah, it was good. But uh, unfortunately, because of the trees being down on the Tramontana, they had to cancel most of the mountain stages. So they went to the racetrack, but they had, they did it at such short notice, the racetrack couldn't sell any tickets. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, you I couldn't watch it. I think they were allowed to sell tickets anyway, because it was the insurance issue. Or something like that. Anyway, so it, it, it raced, instead of being a rally in the mountains, which it's supposed to be, it was um, round around the racetrack with nobody watching. Which is a shame. But also, but, um, the storms also nature. affected the organisation of a charity event called the Tramontathlon, hasn't it? It has. I bumped into Sean Judkins yesterday on my bike ride. Um, mm. He just shrugged his shoulders and went, "It is what it is." You yeah. know, he's a. Well, t- well, we should probably try and hook him up for an interview and tell him a bit more about that. But it's a, it's a charity. He's a bit of a, 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 a what's the word? A machine, isn't he, Sean? He's an endurance runner and um, <clears throat> he's a, a tra- triathlete kind of chap. Yeah, and he does some um, sort of. And he's very. He's, I think he actually might be. PE teacher. I think he was, yeah. He's certainly good at rugby. I've seen him playing rugby in the mm. past. But he's um, they have a, an event uh, for raising money for charity where they, they're canoeing, cycling, running, climbing, walking. It's for the Cancer Support Group, yeah. actually, which I did the same thing for boxing. Which we talked about last week, yeah. Yes. So, But we'll, um, they've, they've had to reroute some of the bits of that as well. Yeah. So, um, But we'll try and catch up with Sean before the next one. Okay. What else are going on? Um, well, talking about walking and running and what have you, the GR221 has been extended... From Satrapa, which is in Saint Elmo, all the, all the down new... to Port Andrach, which is not a big deal for the rest of the most of Mallorca, but it's quite nice news for us because it's where we live. Tom, yeah, exactly. And it's going to make getting there a bit easier for people. The GR two two one is um, a stone um, route. They call it Ruta de Piedra. The dry stone walk. Hmm. And it, it comes. It it's. Um, comes from Poyenza, right up in the north of the island, all the way along the edge of the west coast, all the way down to Satrapa, and now it's going to be extended to Port Edward. Yeah, to finish what you're saying, it's a fantastic hike. If you don't know, we've oh, we actually did an episode on hiking a while back. We didn't did, we? I think that's Long one time of my favourite ones because we did it whilst we were hiking yeah, in some um, kind of like action person sort of way. But if, if you don't, live here and you don't know much about being here of course we all know there's beaches here but there's a proper mountain range bigger than Ben Nevis mm. um, the proper tall mountains quite a few of them over a thousand metres high and there is the most fantastic week long walk with beautiful refuges to stay in that goes nice, along nice the spine of the mountains do. Yeah, and the southern ends of it at the moment is Cap Dea or Saraka where we live um, but the original intention was to go through Satrapa which is uh, a seriously beautiful nature reserve Spain's first nature reserve 
there's a that looks over the, the island of Jaffa Yeah, and to uh, and to go on to Port Andrach. So um, it's it's now permissions have been granted um, to take it to where it was initially supposed Does to go. Does that mean to. they're going to lay a stone track, or what will they do? Just signpost it's it? It's not very well you? marked at the moment, so they will signpost it, I mm. guess. Um, the, the the real key is to um, for them to sort out the refuge, the overnight accommodation at Satrapa. So I wonder whether, which is a monastery area that has been slowly, literally brick by brick, being <laughs> repaired by volunteers. It's Having seen its progress over the last fifteen years, you think it might, it might, I might, um, I might not be around when they finish it, it at the slow, rate that they're going. Slow, but perhaps this, um, the, the redesignation of this route down the south, might mean there's a bit more money uh, and a bit more effort to to finish that off, which would be amazing. Oh, talking about money, mm. Port and Andrach. Another interesting thing that's happened in our our local hood is a, a bit of a response to the current locals' housing crisis. Well, we've yeah, we were. Over the last three or four episodes, we have been talking about. We've been waxing lyrical, sweetheart. Yeah, the um, just to recap again, prices are going crazy here. They're very expensive, and lots of local people are struggling to uh, afford rents and to, and to to buy houses. And uh, Andrach, where we live, uh, is a tiny municipality, really, with mostly mountains. But it's got Port Andrach, which is crazy expensive. Mm. I think you'd have to win the lottery twice to live down there, more or less. <laughs> Um, San Telmo, which is a tiny little dot, Sarago, which is our little village, which is already getting quite expensive, and Andrach, which is the bigger town, um, which is a bit uh, a, a bit better value. But um, that's it. If you if you get priced out of those places, you've got no chance. Yeah. And the government, the Andrach Council, is um, working a way of. Um, they haven't been. Uh, too full with the details yet, but effectively subsidising first-time buyers, residents. First-time, yeah, first-time buyers who can qualify for residency of Andrach, not just of Mallorca. Um, they're going to bung them sixty grand as long as they pay the house is less than two hundred forty thousand euros, euros, and mm. under one hundred thirty square. It's meters. actually going to be quite hard to find. There's not going to be many of them, mm. especially if they're now subsidising. Yes, them. so they're all going to go up in value. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a solution. Yet more solutions to a problem. I hope Housing one of them works. Problem is a big one here. It really is. Well, it's I mean, all over the place, isn't it? All over the world. But yes, it's it's I a mean, real problem. There was another article in the bu- the bulletin suite that said there's thirty thousand empty homes in Palma. Thirty thousand. That's. It's based on reports from the College of Architects hmm. and um, the Partido Popular Estimate, which is um, like the Conservative Party yeah, yeah. Um, here, estimates that there's about 30,000 empty homes in the city. In Parma. Wow. Yeah. Many of these are in the hands of banks, so they've been repossessed. Yeah. Well, why haven't they sold them? I don't know. I mean, maybe people can't get mortgages. Yeah, but if you've them. had a house repossessed, yes. the bank's repossessed your house, yes. then they sell it to get the money back, don't they? Yeah, but so they, why don't they, they sell it to someone else? Well, they can only sell it to people who've got enough money to buy it. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Well, yes, they, they're not going to give them away. But, um, yeah, and I think there's also lots of people um, who are uh, overseas investors, particularly from the Far East. Chinese and Hong Kong investors love buying property and don't always rent them out. It's, it happens a lot in London as well. Oh. That actually properties often get marketed in the Far East first, and people buy them, and they're not interested in putting tenants in them. I think it's a, here's actually something that mm. um, Martinez, uh, the um, Jaime Martinez, who's the PP candidate for Palma Mayor, said that many owners don't want to put their empty properties on the rental market because they worry about um, squatters. Yeah. 
people yeah, yeah. not paying the rent. And it's very hard to get rid of squatters once you've got them here. You can't, it is. It's a really slow the law, process. The law really does favour them, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, hmm. so we, we have spoken a lot about how um, uh, Spain's uh, sort of property laws and property and also um, employment laws always favour... Um, Kind of, they go kind of in a sort of how do we explain this? Sort of a socialist way. No, very much so. Yeah, it's and I, and I mean I don't mean that to be. I, mm. I am a socialist, but what I mean is that it's I I think that there's a my socialist. I don't know what am I, Ollie? I don't know what I am, but I don't think I'm not. Um, you and Gary Lineker. Well, I love Gary. Bring him <laughs> Gary Lineker for prime minister. That's what I say. But um, don't rule it out. I just think that it's not fair to to the to the property owners that they there's such a slow process to get like um, back there. The, oh, yeah, what the, is rightfully there? The issue is, I suppose, if if you favour if the law favours squatters too much, then what the homeowners the the idea is obviously you're you're trying to you protect people uh, in their homes but if you scare the, the people who own the homes off too much then they won't rent them out and you've you really in, in yeah. trying to fix a problem you've made it worse mm. um so you know there, there are an awful lot of empty houses in Mallorca, either ones that are permanently empty um or just empty for most of the year there's there's talk of putting extra tax on things like that as well that um you know if you can't if you're not living in it you pay many many multiples the local effectively the local council tax and uh, and they use that money to subsidize housing it's a problem because they don't want to build they don't want to build more houses here because it's you know it will be very very easy in Mallorca to end up overdeveloping it's uh, it's rather beautiful and you don't want to start sticking houses everywhere so if you can find a way of commandeering the ones or at least you know making more financial use out of the ones that are sitting there empty and also look in our little village here there's you know, when a house comes up for sale, it tends to go out for quite a bit of money. But there's also how many derelict houses you know in the middle of the village here? Where there have been... So many, and the problem is a lot of people just don't know who owns them. Yeah, I think or that's exactly. Or they're owned by that. a lot of people, like yeah. partially owned by family members who don't agree on selling it. Yeah, it's um, I th- you know, lots of. I think I get the feeling lots of these houses were, you know, abandoned as people left during. The Franco era, yeah, left houses that were really not very worth. Back. They weren't worth very much anyway. In those mm. days, they went off to live in another part of the world. There didn't come back, and um, and the houses just sat and rotted. And um, so, people, you know, we had a, a friend trying to buy a house in our village um, a couple of years ago, and ended up with lawyers tracking down distant family members. He had to get the agreement of all of them. And there were lots of people who didn't even know they owned a 40... He did get there eventually. He didn't. No, he gave up on that house. But he... um, I'm thinking... No, they they didn't... You know, there were people who had a minuscule fraction of a share in a house they didn't even know existed and they had to find them all again to agree. And it was like, okay, never mind. He went and got something else instead. Have you noticed that there's a lot of hire cars back on the road already? I made a prediction... Um, a couple of podcasts ago that Mallorca was not going to have a great summer. And did boy, you? Boy, was I wrong. You were so wrong. <laughs> it's what all... did you... I don't remember you saying well, that. Well, we did. But... I... I... Oh no, maybe the you gist did. was basically you're wrong, Ollie. That you're in... wrong, wrong, wrong. Could you just say that again? Could I'm you wrong. Just say, say... Well, I, I appear. It looks like I'm going to be wrong. Could you say I'm wrong? I am. I'm. I'm, I'm not wrong yet. It looks like ooh, I'm about to be. Ooh, come on! Just um, give me the pleasure. We were. I'll, I'm I'll wrong. Let, I will say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. <laughs> there is a high chance I may be wrong. That's as far as I'm willing to go. In the, in the I, thought, paper, I thought basically that there was. 
you know, the cost of living crisis and all the rest of it was going to was going to rob the Mallorca's uh, traditional visitors of their spending money this year, but they seem to be. The Germans <laughs> are coming, that's for sure. They're going to be laying on jumbo jets from yes. Germany. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the <laughs> article now. It says the world's biggest commercial airliner, the Boeing seven four seven jumbo, is going to be coming to Palma every Sunday for the month of April yeah. to cope with increased demand from German holidaymakers. It can carry more than six hundred and fifty people. That's massive. It is big, yeah. So it turns out I was dead wrong, and um, there's hey. lots of people going to come here. All the predictions are that it's going to be a bumper year, which sp- scares the pants out of lots of people. Yeah. Um, um, you know, again, the Mallorcan government—they kind of—they're they're quite correct at, in, in a lot of ways that you know when they're talking housing policy and things like that, they wouldn't say, "Well, you know, we want to be a prosperous island, but we don't want to be so prosperous that it affects our." Are people, and and the same with tourism. They want lots of tourists, but they don't want too many tourists. <laughs> I think they're on the verge of going to too many this year. I participated in a Facebook post or commented on a group post, um, maybe yesterday or the day before yesterday. It was made by this lady who's thinking about moving here with her hmm. family, and um, she was saying. Um, What's the possibilities of getting hired? Like, what's the job prospects? Hmm. And um, apart from the fact this lady possibly can't come here because of Brexit, Hmm. I was saying, if you're in hospitality, then you won't have a problem finding a job. And then somebody commented underneath my my comment and said, yeah, but there's lots of EU passport holders who work in hospitality. And from my own personal experience of working, I have clients who run restaurants, run bars, and a client that runs a catering mm. company. It is so hard to hire people, yep. good people, people that are good at their job, want to work, turn up on time, smile on their face. I mean, that's all the kind of like prerequisites of hospitality. Yeah, and I and are reliable and want to and want to do a good job and. And earn good money as well, and it's actually like super difficult to hire them and get them and to, and yeah. and to um, retain them. The po- part of the problem is it's expensive to live here, and lots of people in the in the old days, um, you know, as in not the last few years, but would come to Mallorca for the summer to work. They might come from South America or somewhere else in Spain, yeah. and they just come here for the summer, and they earn the money and they rent a flat mm. and then they pack up and they go home and they go they take the money they've earned and their tips and yeah. go and, and live some of the winter but the problem is it's so expensive here now to rent that people are going well i can go there i can get paid okay money but i'll spend it all on rent and i won't have any money left at the end so i'm, I'm just going to go somewhere else I'll, I'll go to the costa del sol or somewhere like that where i can live a bit cheaper i can still do it so there's the, the migrant workers the people who come to work in hotels they're just not coming mm. because it's you know, the, the, they have a problem with the police, extra police numbers that they yeah. bring in the summer. Because we'd normally have more police on the streets and they can't bring them over from the mainland. Yeah, look, there's, there's 1.1 million people uh, live in Mallorca and in the summer that more than doubles. Oh, yeah. So you need more police, you need more bus drivers, you need more of everything. And, uh, and they, you know, and they don't earn money in the winter here, lots of those people. Mm. So they migrate. And if it's just got too expensive, so they're not coming anymore. Please, Ollie, would it be, would it be within your... Um, the realms of possibility that we might be able to turn UB40 back at the at the uh, <laughs> at the gate because they've announced that they're playing in, on, in Mallorca. Some I people might like literally UB40. Literally can't stand. No, some, some them. They're people... my least favourite band. I have to say that yes. That... Actually, no, no, I'm wrong. UB40 and Dexy's Blinking Midnight Runners are like joint. Oh, bottom. I didn't like Level 42. Come either. on, Eileen. Oh God, now now you're talking. That's three. <laughs> well, they're just 
boring, boring, boring uh, bands. Some, on a more positive note, some people who might like you before tea. Oh, um, yeah. And I am one in ten. I know it was a special song. No, it's um, I don't like them very much anyway. But they are playing in uh, in, in uh, the summer here. They're going to be playing play? at the Aqua Park on the 29th okay. of July. Well, we normally get a couple of big acts, don't we, here in the summer? Yeah, but, but um, I just can't get excited about you. I won't be going. I'm only going if someone's paying me to take the pictures. Then I'd go. Well, quite often we show up for free for these things, don't we? We get a free ticket and you get to go down the front and take or, some pictures. Yeah, I like and, to be get paid yeah, for that. Sort if of we thing can get paid for them, great. I'm not sure I'd go to see you before to if they were free. No. But uh, I will require paying for these pictures of you. Yeah, there'll be a phone call tomorrow. Vicky, could you go and interview you before? I'm like, no! Delete the podcast. Delete the podcast. Mm. <laughs> they, might be, they might be lovely lads. I I'm don't sure, know. I'm sure they are lovely. Mm. I just don't like their music. F- famously named after the um, after the, um, the doll form, wasn't it? Yes. UB40 under <sighs> Margaret Thatcher's oh, UB50. government. UB50. Happy hmm? birthday to my... No, anyway. <laughs> it's my little brother's birthday soon. And we haven't got an interview for this week, unfortunately. Oh, um, no. We've been a bit but busy. But I just did one today hmm. that will be out next week with Martin Staley from Muir Tutoring Academy. And he and I talk about education in Mallorca and um, how Muir Tutoring Academy came about and how he is his own kind of experiences of education and it was a really nice chat yeah i bet and i mean lots of in the facebook group that accompanies this podcast um which you will see a link to in the show description um we get lots and lots of people nearly sixteen thousand now we're running at a thousand people a week nearly joining it nuts. and it's um but and we ask people to say if they're a holiday maker or they live here or they're relocating and lots and lots of people are relocating and there's so many questions about schools international schools and yeah. what's it like and so um yeah it's a, it's obviously a big concern for people if they're, mm. if they're coming and they already have kids particularly um, yeah and excuse me particularly if they're coming from a place that the kids don't speak spanish they're looking for international that's schools the number one thing to consider i think yeah but we yeah. wait until next week martin and i talk about that at length and our own experiences being not only is he a, an experienced educator but he's also a dad hmm. and uh, his daughter gracie um came here and uh, is completely bilingual and in fact went to the same school as Gigi's at now yeah perfect yeah. good so there we are are we done for the week I what, think so I need you... to go and take some cold cures and... what have you got going on what's, what's going on now Is it, we are officially calling it summer are we well we haven't lit the fire for four days no it'll lull you to a false sense of security yeah I mean the dog's still got his jumper on mm. so you know we're in between times I, I haven't mean, I haven't put shorts on yet yeah and you, you haven't um, you haven't like cracked open the um, the open toed sandals or anything I have I, I'm I'm a Actually, some, I'm something of a fashion icon I have to say and um, I've now got my shopping down to two trips a year once when it gets cold in about middle of October I go to Carrefour and buy some trousers and some jumpers and then when it gets hot I go and buy some shorts and that's it really and that's that's the official start still my beating heart I, I used to be fairly stylish until I realised you could buy clothes in supermarkets and then it all went wrong yeah I think it would be nice if you wore a suit now and again a suit where am I going to wear a suit in, a in suit. August you look cute in a suit though I'd look weird though because I work from home in my office <laughs> shirt and tie <laughs> I don't get the chance yeah. 
Anyway, we are. Oh, never mind. We are rambling more than more than is strictly necessary. So, uh, if you'd like to get in touch, um, all the details below. We've got um, uh, all all manner of ways of getting in touch, and it's all linked below where you get this podcast. Please like and subscribe. We'll do all and that, share. Please. It and all that. helps the show to grow. Yes, and uh, we'll. I'll be back with the Richard Branson update next week. Oh yeah, he still hasn't called. Not yet. No. <laughs> Bye. Will you be saying goodbye, or shall I just push the button now? I thought it'd be good to end it there. All right, do that then. Mallorca, 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 let's follow. Bloody good show, and do a podcast about it. Mallorca.